The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, we begin with, for me, a shocking development. And that is um, the single biggest uh, name in, in television, cable television news, the single biggest draw in television news, and the one who was the least draw in television news. This is like the top and the bottom. You, pro you probably couldn't get an audience lower than Don Limon. Uh, in fact, there were ratings from Nielsen in minus numbers. I had never seen that before. I mean, I don't know how you get minus numbers. I mean, you have to be a zero. But maybe these are people who called into Nielsen just objecting. But, I mean, he'd have, he'd have audiences of four and five people, generally people he called up to listen to him. The guy was pathetic. You know that he actually asked to be a, a press secretary for Donald J. Trump. And then went off, I don't know, if, he's not even left. He's weird, crazy, irresponsible. Well, he's gone. Everybody knew he was going to go. It was just a matter of when. He was the only one that didn't know it and was surprised. The one that was a surprise, however, is he let go of the number one guy on television. And, I mean, on cable television news. He averaged 3.4 million people a night. He had more than all of the other cable networks combined in that period. And I think sometimes he had more than double all those networks combined. <laughs> he wiped everybody out. And I would say uh, Tucker Carlson, who, of course, is a veteran and has been on television, uh, uh, I don't, I guess, for 20 or 25 years, right? 25 years. Been with Fox since. 2009, uh, the last couple of years, the last year and a half, I think, made massive contributions to American journalism, courageous contributions to an America that is uh, beset by uh, censorship. Uh, it wasn't that he, uh, he broke stories that others hadn't broken, but by and large, he was repeating stories that others had broken. But by his doing it, it got attention. And he, he broke some of his own, too. I'm not saying this in any way diminishing him. I'm saying it because he was like uh, the big name that had the courage to cover these stories. Everybody else was afraid, uh, specifically January 6th. I mean, he single-handedly single changed the perception of America about January 6th and opened up America's mind to the fact that this very well could be a setup. Uh, and then when things like there were more FBI agents than poor boys inside the uh, uh, Capitol and more FBI, not agents so much as uh, agents provocateur, people who were participating in the rioting, then people could accept that more because I, re I remember one in particular, the Stewart case. I think I have it right. I have Ted with me because Ted has some some breaking news for us. Um I remember in the Stewart case watching, uh, he, he had bigger ones than this on, but this one got me. This guy was in the Capitol for all of three minutes. They counted it because they had a complete tape of everything he did. First thing is, he didn't break in. He walked in with a group of other people with cops on either side. 
either waving them in or just standing there and not saying anything. So there was no doubt he didn't trespass. So you take that crime out. He had three conversations. They don't have a recording of the conversation, but nothing happened after. Nobody blew anything up afterwards. Those people didn't go on to do anything wrong. Uh, it seemed as if he was just asking questions about what was going on. It lasted all of three minutes, which you could time on a clock. And he walked out without doing anything wrong. They identified him uh, weeks later, went to his home, and did one of those, you know, stormtrooper arrests on him, and wanted 20 years in jail. Long and short of it is, once they got the tapes, which were withheld for a year, they were able to get him out of jail. And then they offered him uh, a plea of one year in jail, which he has so far declined and wants to go to trial. I mean, it was an eye-opener as to what they do. Now, not for me, because for some very strange reasons that I've explained to you, but you probably don't remember, I knew almost from the beginning what a hoax this was because of the tapes that were given to me by people who had very good sources inside of Antifa. But, Ted, uh, tell us, I mean, this is a surprise, right? That's right, Mayor. Tucker, Tucker Carlson uh, has departed signed, Fox News. But he signed off on Friday. Uh, I think we, we listened to it on, ta on tape because we're on at the same time as Tucker. That and uh, so I guess in one way, this is good news for us. Well, our audience is good. Our audience, which has gone from 8,000 to something like 250 or 300,000, we're probably going to grow even more now. That's we're right. Be we're beating Mayor. Newsmax. That's right. So Tucker Carlson's last show was Friday. Uh, the company but announced he said, today I'll, that he's... He said, I'll, I'll see you Monday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, as of now, it, it appears that this was definitely something that was decided between Friday night and Monday morning, and the LA Times is reporting that this decision came straight from the top and Fox Corporation Chairman Rupert Murdoch. The LA Times is also reporting that this exit is related to the discrimination lawsuit filed by Abby Grossberg. I don't even know that one. <laughs> so Abby Grossberg is a, a tell producer. Me, tell me about this. He had a, a case against him? So... Uh, Abby what Gross did what did I mean Tucker Tucker is like the good kid in class. Now what exactly would Tucker have done? What did Tucker and, and do? I can and I can actually did he, did he like spit on a sidewalk or Grossberg had been moved to a role as head of booking for Tucker Carlson tonight after spending some time with Maria Bartiromo. Um and Abby Was Maria nice to her? Uh, by all accounts, it, it appears that she was. Because I, is... I hear that Maria and Janine Pirro, and I, I mean this not to cause any trouble for them, because God forbid, I think these are two of the best people in journalism. But I mean, the rumor was a couple of days ago that Tucker, which now has happened, Maria and Janine were going to go. So, as a, But as a result of Dominion. So could this be a cover? That's a good, that's a good point to make. The LA Times is also reporting that uh, the company had been concerned over Carlson's coverage of the January 6th, uh, the events of January 6th, Oh my God, the guy told the truth about January 6th and they're going to yeah. get rid of him? He told the truth about it? He documented everything with tapes. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Shut up, Rudy. No, that's okay, Mayor. This is important. You're bringing important context into the story. Of course, Carlson has pointed to Ray Epps, a Texas man who was present uh, during the January 6th events, and Epps had just been interviewed by 60 Minutes Sunday night. And so read what you will into that, but we just had Ray Epps on 60 Minutes Sunday. Uh, of course, Tucker Carlson has pointed to this man in a lot of questions relating to him 
uh, on that day, and Tucker Carlson's willing to talk about it. Um, and the LA Times is reporting that that also played into this decision, as did communications that Carlson had made about management that was discovered, you know, in in the discovery process. So that you mean you mean uh, things that he testified to uh, in, the, in the depositions? There's a lot of stuff communications in those. that were uncovered. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've seen leaks of the depositions, and you want somebody to testify on the road that a few people there are lying. I, I can do that. Additionally, Abby Grossberg is is alleging that the or accusing the network of uh, coercing her into making false statements. But is, did Tucker do this, or did somebody at the? Wasn't it Tucker's staff or people that worked for Tucker? Or that's right. Because Abby's not only pointing to the fact that she's uh, was coerced into making false statements, she's also alleging discriminatory behavior by the staff at Fox News what does based she, off of gender. What, and go ahead. You mean Fox News is is discriminating? It seems to me there are only women on Fox News. You watch the five, and you can, how how can you say Fox News is discriminating against women since they have some of the biggest jobs? I think the, per- the person who runs Fox News is a woman. Yeah. And, of course, Abby was fired, but she was fired just days after she filed this lawsuit in New York and Delaware, not only claiming that the company lawyers coerced her into giving misleading answers in relation to her deposition. Uh, but that's not Tucker. On top of it, she's also alleging that the uh, company has dis- discriminated her based off of gender, religion, and disability. Her su- but what did Tucker Carlson do? She claims that she was bullied and subjected to sexist and anti-Semitic comments while working as head of booking for the Fox News program, Tucker Carlson, tonight. But, again, one more question. This is, this is getting like the Bragg indictment, where they, where they say uh, Trump committed a crime, but there are a thousand possible crimes he committed, so it violates the Constitution. What, did Tucker, what is it alleged that Tucker Carlson did to her? Not Fox, not Tucker Carlson's staff, but Tucker Carlson. Well, that's well. That's the question here. There's nothing as of what we've seen so far going specific to Tucker. So, as you said so earlier, that, this so, could be so another. Okay. That we don't know enough yet because we're dealing. And we, we'll, we'll admit we're dealing with leaks and and uh, all that, which which sometimes are true, sometimes are false, and usually have some degree of truth and a lot of falsity. But the simple fact is, it's awfully coincidental that this comes a couple of days after Dominion, and coming out of the Dominion case were leaks from Fox that Tucker was on the chopping block because of Dominion. I don't know why. I don't remember Tucker going out of bounds on Dominion at all, nor do I remember anybody else. I mean, the, the, but in any, in any event, if this is about uh, January 6th, this is an outrage. Tucker Carlson deserves an award for what he did on about January 6th. Uh, I mean, he's, he's the, one of the few people that cares about the fact that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. When you don't care that somebody was murdered, or, or let's put it this way, it, the circumstances of Ashley Babbitt's death, first of all, was a homicide. It wasn't an accidental death. I mean, he, he shot to kill. He shot to kill someone who offered no threat to him at all, which is the definition of a police bad shooting. And I have had this looked at by any number of people who have investigated a lot more homicide cases than the entire uh, Capitol Police combined. And I got a couple that are willing to testify to homicide. Everybody will say it's one that deserves very serious investigation. But it didn't get serious investigation. It got covered up completely. It's still being covered up. And uh, Tucker pointed that out. 
He also made clear that nobody, uh, unlike the false statements made by the media, the Democrats, and even some Republicans, none of of the, um, the protesters, the protesters killed no one. The protesters didn't have guns, so the idea of insurrection was absurd. Not only was it absurd, they've spent 400 million, I don't know how much they spent on it. They even brag about it. It's the most they've spent on any investigation ever. They haven't charged a single person with insurrection, except they run around saying there was an insurrection. Well, uh, I, I, I hope, I mean, I, well, in any event, to, to, to have fired him over his coverage of January 6th is a direct blow to the First Amendment. I mean, it's one further indication that we're a fascist country and we operate on fascist principles. And even though this isn't government action, uh, it's kind of tolerated in a country where or they're going to get fired, tortured. And, and just think of the deterrence this creates, the fear this creates in lesser journalists. I mean, if they can fire Tucker Carlson, their number one talent, uh, if you're a guy who wants to report that you've got uh, information about um, January 6th that blows it wide open, in the old days you'd think you'd get a Pulitzer Prize. Now you get fired. That's right, Mayor. Well, we're going to have to take a, sh- uh, a, a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little about uh, Don Limon, and then we'll get on to uh, huh, the criminal in chief. We'll be back very shortly. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy uh, Giuliani Show. And uh, the first thing uh, that I want to point, point out about uh, about Mr. Lemon is that um, I guess Mr. Lemon, do they have the clip yet, Ted? Do we know? Let's see if we can uh, play the well, clip. Well, the point, the point says is... people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily... 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. you need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for, like, child boring, or are you talking about prime for being president? You know what's really interesting? This may be real justice, because Nikki Haley may be over the hill, but Don Lamone seems to be in the ditch, well over the hill, and buried now. What do you think, Ted? That, that's right, Mayor. It seems like he's, I mean, he was there. They were talking about it. He was at CNN for 17 years. 
<laughs> Hard to believe. Yeah, he made so many mistakes in 17 years. But he was like a he was like a, I'll, I'll do anything that little dictator, you know, that little tiny dictator, would tell him to do. Zucker. Yeah, a little a little dictator. Uh, say that Trump did this. Say that Trump did that. Oh, by the way, what are they saying? What's what's the uh, white what's the Democratic Party line of the day? Quid pro quo. Say quid pro quo. Lemon didn't even know what quid pro quo meant. He just said it. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Uh, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the media acted, acted like uh, the distribution channel. Debunked. For the, oh, de oh, debunked. Yeah. When we, fir yeah. when we first put out, Bob Costello reminds me of debunked. When I first put out the whole thing on Biden's bribery to the president of Ukraine, which now turns out to be proven 15 different ways uh, uh, to Sunday, uh, it was, it said, those charges were debunked, 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 debunked. I asked them for the debunking report. <laughs> there is no debunking report. What the truth is, nobody ever investigated it for years. It was a crime that that a a first day prosecutor could have put together and won. There were witnesses. There were documents. There were recordings. If you lost that case, any good U.S. attorney had fired the, the person who lost it, because you you got to be cut out for something else. Um, my the judge I clerked for would have said, "Son, you're not meant to be a lawyer. Try something else. I don't know what it is. Probably, hmm. Maybe you should just go to a mountain and think all for the rest of your life. I mean, you got to be a you have to be a jackass to lose that case. So now, now let's let's um, let's take a look at what's going on with the." Uh, Whistleblower. This was a big, big uh, disclosure. The IRS whistleblower. Why? And I have Bob Costello with me, who you all know. And Bob, can you tell us why this disclosure seems to have? Uh, oh, we're going to take a, a break right now and then come back. Okay, we'll do that. We'll take a break right now and then we'll come back with Bob and with your calls, and we'll talk about uh, about the whistleblower, a couple of other Biden things, and. And then I, we got somebody who wants to talk about Tucker. Stay on the line, dude. Okay, bye. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, I have uh, Bob Costello still with me. We were, we were talking about uh, the whistleblower who came forward, the IRS agent, uh, who was a supervisory-level IRS agent, who says he has direct incriminating evidence against Joe Biden uh, and and against a high-level member of the administration for perjury with regard to lack of interference in the investigation. Now, Bob, the whole issue of when Tucker, I'm talking, I'm still thinking, when Hunter could have been indicted. I mean, it goes back not just to then. It goes back a couple of years, right? December 2019 is when the FBI obtained a copy <clears throat> of the Hunter Biden hard drive, an exact duplicate copy of what I obtained in the end of August, beginning of September 2020. So now you give them a few months 
two weeks, right? Exactly. To sure. get to get it before the public, and now with a year or so more, the crimes that are coming out day by day, uh, but with people without subpoena power, right? A, a prosecutor could have done what we did or the press does in two or. Th- Uh, John Paul McIsaac became convinced because uh, he knew that the FBI had the hard drive since December of 2019 because he provided it to them pursuant to a subpoena deuces taken issued out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. Um, and, and we have a copy of the receipt of property by the FBI uh, that John Paul McIsaac shared with us. So we know for a fact that they had it in their possession um, when he didn't hear anything from the FBI for months, he started to contact government people because he said he felt that there was information on this hard drive that the American public needed to hear. And he reached out first to by sending a, an email to Senator Lindsey Graham's office that apparently Lindsey Graham never saw. His staff just threw it in the garbage. Then he reached out, after a month or so not hearing from Lindsey Graham, he reached out to Congressman Jim Jordan's office. The same thing happened. Then subsequent to that, two more congressional people who he identified to us. And then finally, when he didn't get any response after about six months of reaching out and trying to alert the American public, he uh, saw on TV stories about Rudy Giuliani and the Ukraine. And so he said, let me see if I can find Rudy Giuliani. And because he's a regular civilian, just a small shop owner in Wilmington, Delaware, he looked up your name and your company's name on Google and sent a notification to a secretary at Giuliani Security who forwarded it to your personal secretary, who then forwarded it to me. Yeah, she called me. I I asked her while I was busy in Washington uh, representing Donald Trump on the impeachment. I said, if anything is security related, you know, like that, because you got we got a lot of those. A lot of them are not, not but if something seems a little right. bit, send it to Bob Costello. Right. And you and you got it, and then you, you went ahead and contacted him. I, yeah, I looked at it and I said, this guy sounds legitimate, and so I contacted him by email and said, if you have what you claim you have and you have it legally, and it hasn't been tampered with, we're very interested. He responded within a half an hour of receipt of my email with a copy of the subpoena deuces taken from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Which we still have, right? Right. A copy of the receipt of property signed by the two FBI agents, as well as uh, the bill of work, for lack of a better term, that Hunter Biden filled out when he dropped off the laptop. With his signature? With his signature. I believe his email address and certainly his cell phone number private cell phone number, because that's how John Paul McIsaac reached out to notify him ultimately the first time that I can extract the material that you want. I need you to bring in a blank hard drive, which Hunter Biden did the next day. So it was obviously the right phone number and the right person. And then after that, he said, when when everything is extracted, I'll give you another call and you can come pick it up. And I think you're going to owe me $85, something like that. And he thereafter reached out to Hunter Biden again and again and again and again until the well after the 60 or 90 and days. The, and the contract right. provided that after, not, I think it was 90 days, but it could right. be 60, you're right, 
uh, that it became, if you didn't pick it up, it became the pop- property of the merchant. In, exactly In this right. case, John, it was his property. Right. And, and he waited some period of time, long after the 90 days, before hearing stories on the, in the media about Burisma and Hunter Biden. And that's when he first looked at the material on the hard drive, because the actual transfer of the information goes from, originally goes from his laptop to John Paul McIsaac's mainframe computer, and then it spits it out onto hard drives. And when the FBI came and picked up the hard drive, incredibly enough, they forgot to say to uh, John Paul McIsaac, is this the only copy of the hard drive that you have? Because if they had asked that, he would have told them that there's three or four. I made three or four at the same time. Um, They didn't ask that question, and that's how we wound up with the hard drive. And since they apparently were following your iCloud account, they were aware of the fact that when I called you and said, Rudy, you're not going to believe what I have in my possession, the FBI was then alerted, oh, my goodness, Rudy Giuliani has a copy of the hard drive. And then they went to see, they went and notified uh, people that this might happen. Yeah, they began. And they put pressure on the social, on the social media Twitter and others, to uh, censor it. Yeah, they sent out what they call a bolo, be on the lookout for Russian disinformation. And, and, and the, the, when, when we first got that Russian information allegation from the 51 liars, former uh, failed uh, intelligence officials. By the way, you could link to every single one of them some massive failure in, uh, in intelligence. Being there when over the last 20 years you've said to yourself, Oh my God! Is American intelligence really that bad? So these people are people with phony reputations and no honor. So they just signed off on this uh, without any checking anything. They, they didn't bother to call you to ask you to see it, right? They never called me. They never called you. Uh, and several of them, if not the majority, never even read the letter. They simply signed it. Yeah, and one one of them did, and now knows it's untrue, and says he would have done it again to to get Biden elected. Which gives you an idea of how uh, insane these people are, and how how much they don't care how much uh, what they do to the uh, what they do to the country. Uh, but I do think this has entered a new phase with the IRS agent now testifying, because it's really really hard to to keep saying every one of these people that comes forward is lying. Every one of the people that comes forward is lying. The FBI uh, also has within its ranks about. I'm going to say from the leaks that have occurred from the committee, there are at least a dozen inside the FBI people who are going to testify about what happened to the F- with the FBI. And there's now a, a tremendous movement within the FBI asking the question, how come nobody's been indicted right. in this period of time? We have whistleblowers at the FBI. We have whistleblowers now at the IRS. And once you that, have that first whistleblower come forward you can pretty much expect we'll have several more. Yeah, I can take it back, if you want, to October of 20, I think it's 17. Maybe it's 18. I've got to go check it. Uh, but before I, w- before I was involved and before I, before I was uh, notified of uh, the Biden involvement, a former United States attorney went to the United States attorney in the Southern District of New York and gave him a good deal of the Biden bribery information and was told they weren't interested. 
That's a true story. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, they were interested instead in trying to frame Trump, which they never did. But they were interested in that whole Stormy Daniels. They were much more interested in Stormy Daniels and these hush payments, which are just, which is just, whether you believe them or not, they're, they're, they're not nearly as serious as what Bill Clinton did. But they weren't interested in, in uh, five officials of the Ukrainian government who were going to come forward and, and testify, if true, to bribery at the highest levels of two governments, one involving the vice president of the United States and the other involving the president of their country. They weren't interested in that because it involved Joe Biden. This has been going back a long time, ladies and gentlemen, a long, long time. Let me take a call from Sandra in New Jersey. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Rudy. Could you speak up, Sandra? Oh, okay. I'm going to see if I could do this better. I'm in the... No, I got okay. it now. It's good. It's good now. Okay, perfect. So I, too, read some stuff this morning linked to Tucker. I was very upset when I heard, you know, January 6th, uh, Ray Epp, you know, says Tucker is trying to, uh, you know, ruin his life. I read about RFK. Uh, he's embracing RFK. And I also read about the former top booker on the show filed a lawsuit against uh, Fox. But not related to Tucker, I don't think. I think against I don't, all of them. But, I, I, but can't, I, I can't say it definitively, but we went through it quickly. I can't figure out what Tucker is alleged to have done. Let me tell you what I did learn, which is kind of good. I called my sister to tell her that I said, Tucker got fired. She called me back after and she says, no, he didn't get fired. Her friend who works at Fox News said he quit because he wanted to say something about Dominion, maybe to protect himself or whatever he wanted to say. I really don't know. And I don't. But she said that he quit because they wouldn't let him speak about that. Well, I guess we'll find, you know, these are we're working off leaks, right? So we never know when we're working off leagues if we got the truth, part of the truth, in between the truth. Um, it would be outrageous if he was fired over January 6th. He, he, he performed a patriotic uh, act uh, by, by bringing that out. And he, he's one of the few people left that could actually do it that would have credibility. His doing it, I mean, everybody knew for quite some time that January 6th was an orchestrated event yeah, with all the lying that went on i mean even well, this is also a leak so i don't i can't verify it but this came right out of the fbi that there were more fbi agents there undercover than there were proud boys i do know on my own that there were a large number of antifa people there and i have a i have a, a, t a tweet and a text that backs that up uh, and, of course, they have no interest in that. They have no interest in identifying any of those people, figuring out how many were there. I also have texts leading up to January 6th inviting Antifa to come there, and even one threatening the life of the president, which usually leads to an arrest. But this guy, like Epps, has been allowed to go free. This is a man named uh, Sullivan, who the day before uh, January 6th asked people to burn the Capitol down who sent out texts before January 6th telling people to come to Washington to take Trump out. Now, the FBI uh, usually arrests you when you say something like that. He didn't get arrested then. And after he did break in, destroy property, happened to be there when uh, Ashley Babbitt was shot and get the kill shot, 
This is the second time he was involved in a in a riot. He was under indictment in Utah for the same thing. He was let out of uh, he was let out in a half hour and has not been in jail since then. And these people have been sitting there in solitary confinement, getting tortured by uh, the Biden fascist regime. So let's go. Let's go to uh, uh, Gary and Staten Island. Hey, Rudy. Listen, uh, Tucker Carlson going down like that. He was very strong against the uh, Ukraine war. I, I, I got to believe that's what really happened. They oh, took really? Him out well, that's, he that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. You you think you think the reason he went down was the establishment is very much in favor of that war. And his being against it, uh, thinking it's a it's not a, a proper use of American resources, is the reason he was fired. I, I was very uh, surprised that he lasted as long as he did. He took a very bold stand. He didn't back down. That, well, that's that, true. I me, mean, I don't I don't completely agree with him on, on. I probably agree with him on most things. I certainly agree. With, I, I thought I thought his reporting of the last year and a half, and I have Bob still here. But I thought his reporting of the last year and a half was almost epic. <laughs> epic, courageous, and a very, very thoughtfully done. He actually, I mean, he's always been a good reporter and a good journalist and a very smart guy. But I thought, I'd, I have to go back to exactly when, last year, year and a half, two years, he got to a new level as a really true American journalist. I agree. I mean, I was on his show, what, about two, three weeks ago? talking about Michael Cohn, and he jumped right on that topic and was stunned when he heard that Michael Cohn had denied that he waived the attorney-client privilege, and Tucker allowed me to hold up to the camera the yeah, actual very dramatic. I mean, you guys yeah. nailed him because Cohn is such a terrible liar. He, he, was on, he was on one of the communist networks, and he said uh, something like, I never executed, I'm trying to imitate him, I never executed a attorney client waiver. Uh, Costello's lying and the other guys are lying. And then within about <clears throat> 45 minutes of that, you're right. on Tucker and you hold up the waiver with the signature on it. Not only his signature, but the signature of his lawyer, Michael Monaco. And where did you get it from? The U.S. attorney for the Southern <laughs> District sent it to me. That's the reason they invited me down to have a chat. And I couldn't have a chat unless Michael Cohn had waived the attorney-client privilege, which he did for his own purposes. And you know what those purposes were? He was accusing you, Rudy Giuliani, and me of conspiring to obstruct justice by tampering with a witness. This is that same baloney story by about... dangling a pardon. Exactly. When exa it was exactly the opposite. Told, basically asked, told you to tell him that it wasn't in the cards, which may be one of the reasons why he cooperated, but... Uh, you, do you think if he thought there was a pardon being dangled, he would have cooperated? No. Of course not. But I had the proof, and I guess Michael Cohn didn't realize that I had the proof. The emails no, back the and forth. Time. Yeah, the emails back and forth between myself and Cohn, myself and you, Rudy, and myself and my partner, in which we discussed not only how incredible, not in a good sense, Michael Cohn was, but that it was Michael Cohn's idea and he was a nag to get me to ask you when you began to represent President Trump, which was not at the beginning when I was meeting with Michael Cohn, 
uh, he was insistent that I ask you whether a pardon was on the table. And I told him, I know what the answer is going to be, Michael. You're not going to like it. But since you're being such a pain in the neck about it, I will ask him. And your response was immediate and definitive. The president will not discuss pardons with anyone, period. Don't ask me again. (laughs) I got the message. Well, we'll be back very shortly with the mayor's final thoughts. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back, yes, with the mayor's final thoughts, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers is the organization that takes care of our men and women in uniform should they lose their lives serving us. They're there making sure that the home mortgage is paid off, and they're there, That's which is even more important. They're there for support, other support, letting people know, that we appreciate and understand their sacrifice. And similarly, when someone loses the ability to use their limbs and to be an independent person, they will uh, build a smart home for them so that they can regain as much independence as humanly possible. This is a wonderful organization. So send them your $11 a month now. So my final thoughts are about uh, the way in which the respect of uh, the First Amendment and free speech and the right to disagree has been completely uh, eliminated in this country. Now, the, 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 the the First Amendment guarantees that right as against the government. So you can't say that Fox penalized Tucker Carlson and therefore violated the First Amendment. The First Amendment does not apply to Fox. But there's something that emerges from the First Amendment that's been true since the beginning of our constitutional government, and that is a respect for free speech. And that is gone. Because you think about all the conspiracy that existed between the Biden regime and the social media to cut off conservative speech, and then uh, it reached a uh, shattering climax with the incredible censorship of the hard drive, which was the most relevant and incriminating evidence ever presented and available in a presidential campaign, and it was the biggest censorship ever practiced in a presidential campaign. I can't think of too many other censorship at all being practiced in a presidential campaign. This one was of monumental proportions and outcome determinative. Uh, Every poll taken, even back then when Trump wasn't as popular as he is now, because in the aftermath of January 6th, when they were spreading their lies about it, he took a real beating. Uh, but still, I think one was uh, uh, 12%, another was 17% of the people who voted for Biden said they would have voted for Trump. That would end the election. You can't cheat that much to make up those votes. So uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. We've got plenty more to cover on all of this and to let you know the things that you're not finding out, and it's going to get worse. What happened with Tucker Carlson is a very, very bad omen for a country that relies on free speech as a great value, not just a government right or a right guaranteed against the government, but something that we all practice and understand in order to reach reasoned, sensible decisions. This is a big blow. We shouldn't take it lying down. God bless America. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.